Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Epiphany. This podcast is all about um, realizing one's personal dream, going through life and getting these realizations about what life is, and some will have to do with how to wisely use your money. So today I want to discuss the concept of <clears throat> what we believe or perceive as the future and our thoughts and how if we could fully master our thoughts and our perception of the future, how we could essentially stop worrying. So a famous um, philosopher, Alan Watts, I was listening to him the other day and he was talking about he was talking about the future and I Again, I came up with these like little summaries of what I got from what he was saying. And essentially, this is what I wrote because I was trying to process what he was saying. So like, there is no future. There is no tomorrow because time is always now. The future is a concept, not reality itself. The future only exists in the mind. An extended tomorrow, a timeless continuum, planning for the future could essentially be planning for nowhere. Because there is no future, therefore the future never comes. If you want to ever accomplish anything, start now, in this moment. And if you planned carefully, whatever you desire will come naturally in the next moment. Because our life is a series of now moments until the day we die. So, and if you really think about that, right? What essentially is the future? It's only a concept in your head. You could only perceive what you think will come because whatever is supposed to come next hasn't happened yet. Therefore, it's not written in stone. It's like the past is no guarantee of what the future might bring, but the past is more of an existence because it already exists. The past, you could recall that memory or that event because it already happened. As in the future, you don't know what might happen. So the future essentially doesn't exist. And to stress about something that doesn't exist is essentially putting you in a state of constant worrying, you know? And I feel like <clears throat> if you understand that, like, when the world was created, all things were, like, the world was created in a fully equal equilibrium. All things are balanced in the universe, and all things has to be balanced for the universe itself to exist. For instance... To, to have existence, there has to be non-existence. One cannot exist without the other. Same as if to have love, you must have hate, good, bad, life, dead. A tall person, short person, rich, poor. One thing depends on the other. So essentially, all things are in balance. <clears throat> it seems in balance because it was humanities or the faults in humanities that put more weight on material things that exaggerate the reality that things are not equal when essentially all things are equal and that goes to say is why you shouldn't worry because your life is constantly in a flux of ups and down moments and if you understand that okay I'm sad in this moment but eventually I will be happy again for 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 me to know what happiness is I essentially have to know what it means to be sad and your life is in, is this 
continuum of now moments that ups and downs that levels you out throughout your life and with the whole concept of life and death they're not one they're not separate things it's on like the i believe it's on the same playing field of your life like when you die even though you're physically no longer here the memory of who you were essentially will live on and you will begin another life wherever you go on to so if you understand that things are in perfect equilibrium so such as like yin and yang one cannot exist without the other and that your mind creates the future and that there essentially isn't no future because it hasn't occurred and it could change at any time why really worry now i'm not saying because the future only exists in your mind that you shouldn't plan but when you find yourself stressing about things that hasn't happened yet you really have to consider like why are you living in your head so much it's like if you hear a person outside talking out loud to himself you probably think that person is crazy but essentially that's what you're doing in your own mind you're talking to yourself and you end up creating shit that doesn't exist and rationalizing things that are not supposed to supposed to be rationalized and i just wanted to say that to to master all things in the ex- external world you know you must first accomplish mastery of self you can have some control over elements that you seek to master outside of yourself but true mastery comes with mastering yourself mentally spiritually and physically you must first be whole in all aspects of your life however you know to seek full control of things of this world outside of self can be destructive to to yourself because such accomplishments to control all things um it's all is left for only god you know it's left for the creator of all things and if you believe in god god created all things you know so you should so should you the question now becomes should you seek control of things outside of yourself or should you master your reaction to things of the physical world and i feel like when you be when you get to a point in your life when you can master how you react to things in the physical world how you react to the thoughts that you generate in your head and how you react to how you perceive the future then you will have true mastery of yourself and you could constantly appreciate the life you have where you are in your life in on all levels like the poor you will find a way to be happy because you master yourself and you're no longer in urge for um you're no longer in attachment to things of the physical world that you perceive will give you happiness and when you're able to master yourself your thoughts and understand that while there's a while there's another day if you do survive essentially the future is only a concept in your head and it gives you some sense of control of how it could be but in a sense you have no control so that's what i wanted to discuss a little bit that you know you should not worry too much about things to come because essentially in some ways you have no control over it and 
in some ways, if it's bad or good, whatever happened next, you will never be stuck in that state because as long as you're alive, you will have your yin and yang moments. You will have your moments when you are feeling erotic with joy and moments when you are extremely sad, moments when you are loved, moments when you feel hate, moments when you're angered and moments where you're happy. But you have to appreciate all aspects of that because one cannot exist without the other and you cannot really appreciate the positive side of those things such as love, happiness, or joy without experiencing what it really feels like to have hate, um, been sad, or been angered. And if you could take away from this that the universe essentially was created in perfect equilibrium and that somewhere along the line humanity screwed that up if you can understand that the world essentially as it is is perfect and there is no other or better world but this and how you perceive it is how you can dictate the course of your life and i I know if you believe in god you believe in there's an afterlife but essentially you could have heaven on this earth if you could understand that the world is perfect how it is it's the false in humanity that has created all of this destruction that we see today and that's basically what i wanted to say for this podcast Um, let me know what you think i've been really on this journey of like mastering your mind body spirit because essentially while i'm also on the journey of gaining financial wealth i'm not trying to get there and be unhappy so i'm i'm holistically trying to educate myself on my mental my spiritual and understand how the world functions as a whole so when i do get to a point where i'm financially stable or even wealthy I won't be a wealthy person that's unhappy. And I'm trying to understand that happiness could be essentially felt at all levels of your life. It just depends on your perspective of the world and how you perceive and the meaning you give to your thoughts. Anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. You can shoot me an email at Clark. Sorry about the noise outside. Sorry about the noise outside. This is New York City. It never gets quiet out here. Apologize for that. In the future, I somehow try to cut that out. But anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know. Clap, so some reactions. Or you can shoot me an email at Clark. Um, I think it's I'm not even sure. It's Clark. You just send me an email at michaelclark812 at gmail.com. And I will try to respond. If you have any topic that you want me to talk about, I'll respond and try to talk about that. Thank you for listening. Peace and love to you, family. Welcome back to another episode, Rags to Riches. And I wanted to make a quick, quick little podcast about entrepreneurs versus business owners and why you should not confuse it to confuse it to or be fooled by these so-called people on Instagram or social media calling themselves entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs are people who identify, you know, any need or any problem and fill it. 
it's it's like an urge and and it's like an urge or a rush for these people that is independent of like product service or the industry or a market it's an urge to fulfill a need to essentially help people most people who so-called call themselves entrepreneurs are business owners they're business owners in the sense that they they deal with um established products and services things that already exist and provide that to people they find a way to give services and goods to people and generate a profit from it you know entrepreneurs are innovative they focus on new ideas new products new services to solve an existing problem that cannot be solved by the products or services that already exist which are operated by business owners you know people who are true entrepreneurs are people like gates must steve jobs these people have created new ways or even mark zuckerberg created new ways for people to connect and socialize and what they did was innovative revolutionary and first of its kind and some that are not first of the, its kind but are the ones that succeed those are literally what they've done are technological revolutions so this goes to say is just because you see somebody on instagram posting pictures of a product or starting a business or a photography business selling here selling clothes or whatever they're doing essentially that's not and they call themselves entrepreneurs because they are you know working for themselves or whatsoever but essentially that's not an opportunity you're a business owner because you haven't created something new you haven't created you had you haven't innovate anything you just found a way to monetize a product or a service in a way that people want to buy from you as opposed to buying from somebody else. So don't be fooled. And the life of an entrepreneur is not what you see on Instagram. It's not all Lamborghinis and money and jets and all that, all that crap. Essentially, it's grind, hard work, and a lot of these real entrepreneurs put up a lot of their money, lost a lot of their money, failed a million, million times, and it was never pretty. Like, if you look at the entrepreneurs of the world who have actually succeeded and have changed the world in amazing ways. You don't see them on Instagram driving Lambos. You don't see them in gold chains. You don't see them flying money in clubs. These are people who are essentially filled with responsibilities because their idea or their innovation has changed the world in a way that they have a huge amount of responsibility to seek so that to seek to it so that their invention or their idea, you know benefit people for the good it's not a self the, the life of an entrepreneur it's not a self-absorbed life like you see on instagram with people flaunting their money and telling oh i can make you rich if you do this that's not an entrepreneur that a business that's a business and don't e- don't eagerly believe in people like oh i could teach you how to be rich i could show you this i could show you that essentially you buying into their course or their idea is just adding to their pockets because a lot of these times when these people come out with these courses to sell you how to do to sell you on how to do like drop shipping or these other service, the market for that is already so mature that the chances of you succeeding are super slim. And they're just generating money from their profit, from their courses that they're selling. Because like, if it was so crazy and you were doing all this, you wouldn't have no time to be selling courses, you know, and they charge huge amounts of money for courses. 
I'm not saying that sometimes I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'm just saying be careful. So don't confuse business owners with entrepreneurs. I used to do it myself. I want I would like to be an entrepreneur, but I I don't have an idea that I feel that would positively you know help people and that is not selfish to me as just far as me wanting to make money. You know, I haven't come up with an idea where I be- believe that this could really change how people do things and positively affect how people do things. So as of right now, I'm looking at myself as an investor to invest in businesses or other people's ideas who are at the moment in their life or real entrepreneurs who have ideas that will essentially change the world. And until my time comes when I come up with an idea that I believe will be positive to humanity and to society, then I will essentially call myself an entrepreneur. And the life of an entrepreneur is not all success and glory. Some of these people failed a million times. Like the guy who created the Edison um, Edison like vacuum cleaners, the Dyson, I think it's the Dyson vacuum cleaners, not Edison, Dyson. The, it's like the literally any vacuum, most, he, this guy dominated like the vacuum and fan industry, Dyson fans, vacuum, whatever. When he created his first um, vacuum, he had 5,000 prototypes. Like he failed at it so many times for years. So it's not the life of entrepreneurs. I know get get rich quick scheme. It's not oh doing, I gotta doing pictures and this and that blah blah. It's really not. It's it's finding problems that you could come up with a solution that would literally change how people operate and how people go about their daily lives. So don't believe all these false entrepreneurs on Instagram and if you're a business owner I'm not that's great I'm not knocking you if you're self-employed by taking pictures selling clothes or owning a business that's dope you don't have to deal with nobody you're your own boss but essentially you should not confuse yourself with being an entrepreneur because you're already you're using products and services that already exist you did not create nor innovate any of these services that you're using you just found a way to sell to people or convince people to buy it from you so you're just a great salesman in a sense anyway that's my take on it because i feel like a lot of people are confused especially on instagram because there's so much to there's so much marketing on instagram these days that anybody with a lot of following could make a lot of money from just posting a picture so they call themselves entrepreneurs and they're really not that's my take on it let me know what you think peace and love to you family